The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Simon, also called Peter, Chapter 5, Shepherd Peter threw the nets out into the water and watched them sink below the surface. The moon was a bright circle in the sky, but the sun would be up soon. Before sundown, Peter had said to some of the other disciples that he wanted to go fishing, and they thought they would join him. I wonder if we'll catch any this time, Peter said. John laughed. Remember last time this happened? How could Peter forget? Before they had decided to follow Jesus and become fishers of men, this same situation had happened, out all night, fishing and catching nothing. And then Jesus came and told them to try again. It was the biggest catch they ever had. On that day, Peter had been frustrated, angry that they caught nothing, and then annoyed that Jesus told them to do something that no fisherman would ever try because it just wasn't how things worked. Today, It didn't bother him that their nets kept coming up empty. Sure, it meant they wouldn't have fish to eat the next day, but they were out fishing because they wanted to, not because they needed to. Peter just needed something to do while he thought, and out here, fishing with his friends was about the best place he could be, whether they caught fish or not. The last few days had been unlike anything Peter had ever experienced, although when Peter really thought about it, He could say that about all of the time he spent with Jesus. First had been the empty tomb. That created quite a bit of excitement for many people. The chief priests and the Romans immediately started spreading lies about what had happened. And the followers of Jesus, especially the eleven, were confused and then amazed as they tried to figure out what was going on. After Jesus left the tomb, he appeared to many people. First was Mary, who spoke to him in the garden where the tomb was. She didn't recognize him at first, thinking he was the caretaker of the garden. But when he spoke to her, she realized who he was. Jesus. Later that day, two men who were walking outside of Jerusalem met a man who asked them why they were so upset. And they told him about Jesus and what had happened. At that time, they didn't know about the empty tomb. The man they met then took the time to explain to them the teachings about the Messiah from the Law and the Prophets. After a while, they realized who the man was. Jesus. Then, in the evening, the disciples were still hiding in that room with the doors locked. Suddenly, a man stood in the room with them. They had not let him in, but somehow he had gotten in. It scared them. Some of them wondered if he was a ghost, but he quickly said to them, Peace to you. Why are you so worried and upset? Look at me. Touch my hands and see for yourself. Does a ghost have flesh and blood like me? He smiled at them and said, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him some fish, and he talked to them about the scriptures. Don't you remember what I told you before all this? I told you that the Messiah must suffer and die, but then he would rise from the dead on the third day. And because of what happened to the Messiah, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached to the world, starting here in Jerusalem. 
and you were witnesses to all of this. And I'm going to send you out just like my father promised, and you will receive power from the Holy Spirit. It didn't take them long to figure out who he was as he stood among them and started talking to them. Jesus. But Thomas wasn't there, and he didn't believe the other disciples when they told him what happened. I need to see the mark that the nails made in his hand. If I don't touch the wounds in his hand and his side, I'll never believe you. A week later, they were once again together in that room, and again, Jesus came to them and stood there. But this time, he turned his attention directly to Thomas. Thomas, look at my hands. Put your hand here and touch the wound in my hands and in my side. Reach out and touch me and believe. Peter remembered the look on Thomas's face as he realized what was happening. My Lord, Thomas exclaimed, my God. He knew who he was talking to. Jesus. Jesus appeared to many people over that time. It was an exciting time, but it was different. Jesus wasn't different, but he was doing different things. He still did miracles and taught people, but it seemed like he was preparing them for something, a new thing. Peter didn't know exactly. On the boat next to Peter, John and James started pulling the net back in. Peter didn't need to see the net to know it was empty. He could tell just by how they were pulling. They didn't have to strain at all. There was no extra weight on the net. Peter grinned as he helped them pull it back in. I feel like I should be angry, he said. John smiled back. It's hard to be angry when we lost Jesus and had him return to us again, he said. Thomas watched them pull the net. I just wish I had believed you when you first told me. The edge of the net slipped back into the boat and James looked up. Everything's different now. Peter's grin slipped away. Everything was different now. When he thought about Jesus, he felt so happy until he remembered that moment. That moment when Jesus and Peter looked at each other at the trial. Peter had just told three people that he didn't know Jesus. A lie. A lie about his best friend. A lie he said he'd never, ever say. And then, just as Jesus said, that rooster crowed. Peter could usually get himself to forget about that moment, but every morning when he would hear the roosters crow, he would remember. He would remember that he betrayed Jesus and lied about him at the time when Jesus needed him the most. He would remember the look that Jesus gave him. A look that said, I knew you would do this, Peter. I know you better than you know yourself. And the shame would return, the feeling of failure, the feeling of guilt. Sometimes he would remember and he felt like he couldn't even look at Jesus now. He would feel like he shouldn't even be with Jesus. How could Jesus accept someone who did something against him like this? How could Jesus love Peter? John's voice pulled Peter out of his thoughts. Should we head back in? Peter nodded still distracted by these memories. Are you all right, Peter? John asked. What are you thinking about? 
just thinking about all that has happened. John put his hand on his friend's shoulder. It's a lot, I know. But Peter knew that John didn't know. Not everything. Look over there, James shouted. Someone on the shore. I think he's waving. Who is it? Thomas asked. The man on the shore shouted out to them. Hello, my friends. Do you have any fish? James shouted back. No, nothing. The man on the shore shouted, Throw your net on the right side of the boat. You'll catch some fish if you do that. Peter stared at the small figure on the beach. What do you think? He said to John. Won't hurt anything, John said. Just take a few minutes. Besides, I have a feeling about that man. Me too, Peter said. He turned to the other disciples on the boat. All right, men, let's do it. They cast the net over the side of the boat. Once more, the net disappeared into the dark water. Peter's hands felt the net pull away from him almost immediately. Bring it up! Bring it up! Together, the disciples pulled the net back in. This time, it was not so easy. We may not be able to get it back in, James said. We're just going to have to pull it behind the boat and go back to shore like that. John laughed. It is the Lord! As soon as he heard John say this, Peter jumped into the water and swam toward the shore. The other disciples looked at each other in surprise and then turned the boat back in that direction too. On shore, Peter, dripping wet, walked to the man who stood there. It was Jesus. He already had a fire going and he greeted Peter and then said, Go and bring some of the fish you have caught. Right, Peter said, and ran back to the boat, which had just reached the shore. Jesus had brought some bread and gave it to the disciples. Have some breakfast with me, he said, and they cooked the fish over his fire. They ate together and laughed together and talked together. When they were done eating, the sun had just risen over the horizon. Jesus said to Peter, come, come with me. Together, the two of them walked along the shore and Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? That name, Simon. Jesus was using it once again. It was Peter's first name, the name from before he followed Jesus, the name Jesus used when Peter messed up or needed to learn something. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep, Jesus said. After a moment, Jesus said again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter wondered why Jesus was asking him this question again, but he answered quickly, Lord, you know that I love you. Take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Peter didn't understand, and he became more confused when Jesus said once more, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Now confusion went away, and Peter felt hurt. The feelings of shame and guilt started to rise up. Did Jesus really think that Peter didn't love him? Lord, you know everything, Peter said. So you know I love you. Then you must feed my sheep, Jesus said. What did Jesus mean? Feed my sheep? If Jesus was the shepherd, he must be talking about the people who follow him. It must have been important for Jesus to say it three times. 
And why had Jesus asked him if he loved him three times? What did all of this mean? Three times. Three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Just like three times Peter had told those people he didn't even know Jesus. Peter looked at Jesus. He felt better. Jesus then said to Peter, In your youth, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will put out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. There was something in Jesus' eyes, a sadness. Once again, Peter didn't understand what all of this meant. Then Jesus said, follow me. That was something Peter could understand. Three years ago, Jesus had asked Peter to follow him, telling him he would no longer be a fisherman, but he would be a fisher of men. Today, Peter had gone back to fishing and Jesus was asking him now to be a shepherd. After all the things Peter had done, Jesus had accepted him. And Jesus still wanted Peter to follow him. The guilt and the shame Peter felt were going away. Jesus had said, follow me. And Peter was going to follow him. That's all for our story this week. The events in this week's story can be found in Matthew chapter 28, Luke chapter 24, and John chapters 20 and 21. Next week, things really change when Jesus leaves the disciples and they are given a new mission. For now, as you think about this story of Peter, what is the part you remember the most? When you think about that part of the story, what does it tell you about God? Talk about that with your family. When I think about this part of the story, I think about how much Peter wanted to be with Jesus. In our series of lessons about Peter that we are doing in our third hour charge class, we call this series Pete's Feet, and we're using shoes to help us think about and remember what happened in his story. This week, we looked at swimming fins because Peter wanted to see Jesus so much that he jumped off the boat and swam to shore. This makes me think about another story from Peter's life when he got out of a boat to see Jesus. But I also think about Jesus. Peter really wanted to be with Jesus, but Jesus also wanted to be with Peter. Jesus was ready to spend time with Peter and the disciples. He knew they would bring the fish, so he brought the bread and made a fire. Then he made some special time just to be with Peter, and three times he asked Peter to take care of his sheep. I think that Jesus was not just letting Peter know that he was forgiven for what he did. He was also letting Peter know that he loved Peter and that he trusted Peter for the special mission that was coming. We hope you have a great week. You can find more resources for this Life of Peter series at nmc.church. For now, thanks so much for listening. I'm Pastor Ben, and until next time, we want to remind you to charge, plug in and connect with Christ, power up and become like Christ, and press on by being Christ-like in the world. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.